Welcome to Wisdom from the Mountain, a podcast about intuition, spirituality, and following your path. I'm your host, Tara Alexandria. I'm a psychic medium, intuitive guide, and healer. I'm here to support you to live from your intuition and find true healing and authentic growth. Thank you for being here and for your willingness to live your best life for yourself and for the world around you. Hi, welcome back to Wisdom from the Mountain. I'm Tara, your host. Thank you so much for listening today. We're talking about gratitude as a healing and self-care practice today. I wanted to talk about this because I feel like so often when I see us in the world focusing on gratitude, thinking about gratitude, talking about it on Instagram, we're often talking about it in the sense of manifestation. We're talking about it in the sense of be grateful and you will have more. Gratitude became one of my favorite practices in my spiritual work, in my personal journaling a few years ago when I was in a really bad place. I didn't know what a bad place I was in. I was actually very, very depressed and didn't realize that until probably a year or so later when I was in acupuncture school. Of course, that was such an awakening for me in so many ways. But this really difficult and dark place came from some very extreme circumstances. It didn't just come from apathy or just not engaging with life. And it's okay if a state of feeling low does come from that. It doesn't need to be that you come from a difficult experience. But I want to preface my story with that because I think it's really important. I think it's very important to understand that sometimes when you're in a really bad place and maybe you don't have a lot of help and resources around to support you, there are simple things that you can do. There are free resources and ways to shore yourself up and give yourself what you need, then you might actually realize. So in my personal experience, I had graduated college and I had left a relationship that was very difficult to leave. I loved this person, but they were mentally and emotionally abusive. And it took me a few months to actually realize what was going on. Once I did, and kind of had an exit plan in my mind or a knowing that I needed to leave, I really began to grow again with my confidence and my just understanding of myself. And I realized that this abuse was not about me. But anytime that you are physically, emotionally, mentally abused, it affects your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your ability to know and to recognize yourself. And it deeply affected me, even though I was staying fairly strong, even though I was able to get out of this situation pretty much by myself. And when I finally left this person behind and returned to my parents in the United States, I was absolutely wiped on an emotional level. I had nothing left for myself. I felt like I was starting from zero with my whole life. I had lost two significant relationships, probably with the only people I've loved in that past year of my life, and one of them had been abusive. 
from this really difficult place, I didn't have a job and didn't know what to do. I had no idea what to do. And all that I had in my plans was my acupuncture school, which was about a year and a half away at that point. I knew that I needed to make money. I knew that I needed to find work and I knew that I needed to take care of myself. I just didn't know what that looked like. So I came across a TED talk and it was a TED talk on positive psychology. This person on stage was suggesting that instead of reliving my past, my traumas, on top of this relationship status that I had, I was also in active PTSD. I was still having nightmares and daymares, and I had deep fear in so much of my life that would come up in the most inopportune moments. My brain, my mind always felt assaulted by these really difficult emotions, and I was always in this kind of high tension state. So when this person on stage in this video was talking about how focusing on the positive things in our life is more likely to promote healing and to promote change in the brain, I was on board to try it. I didn't have a ton of faith in it, but I'm a pretty disciplined person and it was very easy for me to add to my routine. So every night before bed, I would sit down and I would write out three things that I was grateful for. And then I would journal a little bit about each moment, why I was grateful for it, what it did for me. The first night, all I could write down was that I was grateful for my bed, that I was grateful for my sheets, and that I was grateful that I was safe in my house. It was very difficult for me to find things to be grateful for, for weeks. And as an American girl, I should have had so many things to be grateful for, right? But I couldn't find them. I could not feel that actual state of gratitude. But I would write things down anyway. I would say, okay, fine. I'm grateful that we have a kitchen table. I'm grateful that we have food. And I would just put really obvious things or I would just write down anything in my environment that I liked. Slowly, it became a little bit easier. And then one day I had this really big sort of life-changing experience while I was driving. All that happened is that a woman waved me ahead to turn before her. And I felt that in that moment, she was so considerate and so helpful that I was completely overwhelmed with emotion. And I sat there when I parked after I had turned and I just thought, wow, that woman, like that was so kind. I can't believe this. I'm so grateful for this moment. And then that night I wrote it down and I swear this was a turning point for my mental health. It was a turning point in my mental healing, which I still believe is something that I'm deeply, deeply working on because I come from a lot of physical trauma in my life. But this was where a huge upward slope began. What it did was it uplifted me. It helped to support me because when I had this epiphany of how much gratitude I could have for something happening in a single moment, what it actually did is it turned me toward the noticing of every little thing that I could be grateful for in a day, in a moment, in a person. 
And it turned me away from the negative, which is what is most normal for human beings. We have something called negativity bias. Negativity bias just means that our mind is more likely to attach to the negative things that happen to us. That's why 20 people in a day can give you a compliment and one person can say something bad. And for the rest of the day and maybe the week and maybe the month, you're still dwelling on the bad thing that someone said. But it's also possible to train yourself to focus on those positive things. This is what a gratitude practice can do. This is how it is so deeply related to your own self-care. As I moved forward, this became the norm for me. I noticed the positive. I'm a very positive person, but I have trained myself to get there, to stay there, and to grow there. It is a practice. It is something that you can cultivate. It is something that you can nurture. And it's something that can truly begin to help you heal. It can help you heal from pain. It can help you heal from negativity, from trauma, from abuse, from neglect, and from fear. A gratitude practice is something that can strengthen your confidence. It can strengthen your confidence in yourself, in your life, and in the universe itself. When you begin to have this really deep gratitude practice, this state of flow with being grateful appears. You begin to make decisions more spontaneously that are right for you. You begin to have this really great perspective on life that you are always supported because there's so much abundance around you, so much abundance of good you're more likely to not settle for things that are wrong for you. And this includes people. For me, if I had had this practice when I was in a relationship with someone who was so difficult, I might have freed myself from that relationship much earlier. I do believe in divine timing and the timing of that story was incredible. But I always think to myself that I did not have to put up with what I was living through for so long. And if I could have seen that I had the option of being in a better place, of having people who could really support me and understand me and not negate my feelings, then I would have been able to move forward. But my state of mind at the time could only see what I had in front of me. And it assumed that all of life was like that. And this is what negativity bias tends to do for us. When we see something negative, when we hear something negative, we attach to it and we regard it as the truth. If your mind is telling you that you are wrong or you are bad, and that is a constant loop in your mind, it's something that you simply believe in. You simply take it as truth. And if in your external environment, someone is always telling you that you're wrong or you're bad, you take it as truth that that is what others think of you. And you tend to quickly settle in that place with that person and allow them to continue having that behavior because you assume that there isn't better behavior out there. But there is always better behavior out there. There is always more. 
there is always another option and there is always something to move toward that is positive, always. So what does a gratitude practice look like? A gratitude practice just looks like a consistent recognition of that which is good in your life, of really giving value to a person, to an experience, or to a thing. It is okay to put in your gratitude journal something that you own, something that you have that is material, but it's also wonderful to hold this deep gratitude for a relationship, for someone in your life who's really incredible. It's great to have gratitude for yourself, for your own mindset, for your own actions that you've been taking, for just who you are, for the characteristics of your spirit of yourself. It's always best to do a practice like this before bed because because you will fall asleep with a more positive mindset. You will not fall asleep worrying or obsessing. You won't fall asleep with fear or with heartache. You will be able to get your mind into this space just before sleep just before you spend all of this time with your subconscious more forward than it ever is during the whole rest of the day in this state of positivity or as close to positivity as you can be on that given day. And when you do this, you give your subconscious a chance, a moment, all of these hours to be in the best soup of emotions that it can be in, to be in the best state or vibration as it can be in. And this is why so many in the spiritual community talk about gratitude in terms of manifestation, that when you hold gratitude, you attract more, that when you hold gratitude, you attract the good, and that when you hold this gratitude, you're always a magnet for your best experiences. It's true, and you are, but it also sets you up to accept only the best because you can recognize that when something isn't good, there is always more where that came from, and you aren't afraid to say no to the wrong opportunities, to the wrong connections, to the wrong people, and even to the wrong things. It became this really steady practice for me to say no to an article of clothing that I just didn't want to be in my closet because I didn't like it that much. It became something where I would say to myself, I don't need to hold on to this in fear that I won't be able to one day afford more. For so much of my life, I lived in a lot of scarcity. I was always afraid that I wouldn't be able to replace what I had. And so I needed to hold on to everything just in case. But letting go of that idea that there wasn't enough and realizing that there was always enough and that no matter what I needed, it would appear actually made the abundance in my life explode. I realized that when I would travel or when I would visit people, the things that I needed, whether it was shoes or a jacket or a concert ticket, would just end up in my hands for that night, for that moment. I realized that I opened to the possibility that flow could come in and that 
it would because I had trained my brain to think differently. I had trained my brain to think that I was always on the right path, that I always had enough, that I was always safe. Believing that I was always safe was the most radical change for me. And it's still something that I struggle with. It is still something that I am very aware of. And when my fear starts to rise again, because I still need have a lot of work to do on my PTSD, on my own trauma, I know that it is time to double down on my gratitude practice, to double down on the other kinds of self-care that I have around my own mental and emotional healing and support. It is so important to know and to realize that you can support yourself even when you don't have enough money to, when you don't have enough resources to, when you don't feel that you have external sources of support. I was so broke at that time in my life. And the only reason that I was able to get through that year and a half of my life until I went to acupuncture school, where I then received a ton of support within that network, within the student body, within the teachers and the doctors there, I was able to have this practice that just gave me that little boost each day from feeling extremely low to feeling pretty great before I fell asleep each night. If you've never had a gratitude practice, I highly recommend that you begin one. I recommend that you commit to it for an entire month and to give it as a gift to yourself for a new form of self-care, but not just that, to see it as a way that you are rewiring your brain, that you are retraining your brain to move out of its generic and automatic state of negativity bias and to focus on the positive. Once you train your brain to focus on the positive, it is more likely to stay in that training, to pick up that training once again when you most need it. In those times when you feel low, in those times when you feel hit by life, and in those times when you really need to connect and to trust and to find happiness, you will be more able, more capable to do so because you have done the training beforehand, because you committed to it. And that time, the 30, 31 days of doing it was a time of getting yourself into this state of appreciation, this state of openness to all of the abundance that there is around us. If you have access to listen to this podcast, I am certain that you have a lot to be grateful for, even if you don't feel it. And I want to tell you that if you don't feel grateful, it's okay. If you don't feel positive, it's okay. But you have the opportunity, you have the ability to change the way that you think and feel. Maybe not drastically, maybe you won't become the most positive poly that there is in the world. And maybe that's a good thing, but you can transform the pathways that your mind tends to take and move them toward a higher state and shift your vibration, shift your mindset, and essentially shift what you're bringing into your world, what they say that you are magnetizing into your world in the world of the law of attraction. 
But when you think about it, what you're magnetizing into your world is actually simply what you're noticing. Because what you're noticing is what you are giving power to and giving it power over you. So give the power of positive things to yourself. Give yourself positive things. Only allow the positive by choosing to see the positive. When you focus on it, it will grow. When you focus on what you appreciate, it will grow. It will grow in yourself. It will grow in other people. And when you focus on what you most appreciate about the people you love, the people in your life, you will begin to interact with them in a richer way, in a way that really communicates to them how much you care about them. Because the little things start to drop away when you live in a state of gratitude. You don't see as much the things that annoy you, the things that bother you, the things that don't vibe with you. And you begin to align with the qualities in your partner, in your family, in your friendships that first attracted you, that first got you into this relationship with this person. For me, the best part of cultivating a gratitude practice was healing my mind from fear, focusing on the positive, training my brain to notice the positive really took me into such a deep state of healing. And that is why it is a bedrock for my own self-care. But it also trains you to notice the opportunities and the miracles and the potential built into every moment of your life. And when you really notice those things, you're more likely to use them, to use those moments of opportunity and of miracles and potential, and to make the most of them, to maximize them. And every single one of us is here to live our best life and to make other people's lives great too. That's the point of all of this. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I hope that you took something from it. And I sincerely hope that you begin this practice and work on training your mind, training your brain for the next month or so to just give yourself that training that you always have to fall back on. No one can take that training away from you. One of my favorite teachers always said, no one can take your education away from you. What you do with your mind stays with your mind. You get to have the capacity for happiness by building it. Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved this episode, share it. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please do so. I love you so much and I will talk to you soon.